from the Credit Union National Association. This is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. The best things that happen to people, the things that improve their life and allow them to make decisions, are the things you would never hear about unless you get curious and ask questions, says Antonio Neves, speaker, author, and host of The Best Thing Podcast. Neves will be the EMC at the 2021 CUNA Governmental Affairs Conference, which will be held virtually March 2nd through 4th. I'm Jennifer Plager, a senior editor with CUNA News. I recently spoke with Neves about the upcoming GAC, his best thing moment, his new book, and more. Antonio, GAC is coming up. Are you excited? And, and what are you looking forward to? Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait just to connect to the amazing community of credit union professionals If there's a joy each year doing this, it's the amazing and talented women and men I meet from all across the country who are committed to the work that they do, committed to their community, committed to their members. And unlike any other conference or event that I go to, there's just so much joy. I mean, people are there to have a good time and they're smiling and they believe in what they do. So this is the event that I look forward to every year and it fires me up. This year will be a little bit different. We won't be all in Washington, D.C. in a convention hall. We'll be doing it virtually. So how do you keep that energy and and how do you think this year will be different than in years past? Well, I think we're fortunate enough that the energy, we're going to keep that based on the mission of credit unions and of the important work that they do. And just to recall over the course of a challenging year with the pandemic, seeing how credit unions serve their members and serve their communities. So I think people are just fired up just from that, seeing how they showed up every single day. Yes, it's going to be different. It's not going to be the same as having 5,000 people in the same room, but I anticipate the excitement for this virtual event. It still is going to be great where people are going to be connecting online, even though it's going to be digitally as opposed to in person. I have a feeling that a lot of people are going to get the GAC experience that otherwise probably may have never have got it in person, but now they're going to get a vibe and they're going to get a taste of it. And when it does go back to being in person, uh, I hope we can find a convention center that's large enough to host the number of people that are going to come. And if there's anything you know about CUNA and you know about the Governmental Affairs Conference is that they do a stand-up job in producing this. So this event, even though it's going to be on your computer screen, it's going to feel super impressive. It's going to be dynamic and folks are going to lean in the same way they would if it was in person. Will we see anything different from you or, or will you approach it any differently? You know, it's going to be different for me. Obviously, you, you won't see me on the stage in person. However, you still will see me on that camera. The cool thing for me is that prior to doing the work that I do as a leadership and development speaker, I was in the television industry for over 12 years as a reporter and correspondent, speaking to cameras, <laughs> reading teleprompters, etc., So being in a studio doing this, I'm still going to bring the same energy. I'm still going to bring the same commitment. I'm still going to bring the same charge and I'm going to find a way to connect with people. And even though I may not be able to make direct eye contact with folks, they will know that I'm speaking to them. Well, it sounds exciting and I'm looking forward to seeing it in a couple of weeks now. But you mentioned, you know, you work with leadership and development stuff and, and you recently released a new book, Stop Living on Autopilot. Can you tell us a little bit about your book and why you decided to write it? 
Sure. Stop living on autopilot. Take responsibility for your life and rediscover a bolder, happier you. The pandemic, as you know, has been an extremely challenging period. And we saw a lot of things going on. A lot of hearts have been broken. A lot of communities have been devastated. I think something else that's a byproduct of the, the pandemic is a lot of people realized all the things that they did not do prior to the pandemic. They realized how they were on cruise control. There are a lot of people saying, I wish I would have took that trip. I wish I would have had that conversation with the family member. I wish I would have showed up more at the office when I actually was able to see my colleagues face to face. So what this book really is, is an opportunity for people to recommit to those things that are most important in their life as it relates to their career, as it relates to their relationships, as it relates to their community and beyond. You know, if anything, it's a reminder for all of us to ask that question, what have you stopped doing that got you to where you are today? A lot of us are in amazing places, but in many ways, we have found ourselves on autopilot. We have found ourselves on cruise control and going through the motions. So this book, if anything, is a reminder to us of who we are, how capable we are, how talented we are, and to put our foot back on the pedal, if you will, to, to take control of life and, and be intentional as opposed to reactive. And that's that big lesson that folks are going to get if they go and pick it up and take some time to read it, huh? 100%. I think people are going to recommit to those things that are most important to them. They're going to realize that no matter where they are in their life, where they are in their career, that the story isn't over yet. People are going to realize that the best is ahead of them. I'm a firm believer that as long as we are waking up every single day, the best thing to happen to us is ahead of us as opposed to behind us. So 100%. The feedback I've already received from this book, it's selling extremely well, has been nothing but positive. It's a book that gives you the roadmap. It gives you the blueprint to take. It's not just motivation. It's not just inspiration. There literally are actionable steps that you can take from each chapter to improve your life. And you mentioned that best thing. And and you also explore those best things during your podcast, the best thing podcast, where you talk with, as you say, fascinating conversations with fascinating people about the best thing. What made you come up with that idea and go to pursue it to talk to these fascinating folks about their lives and those moments that they remember and they consider the best things? Yeah, as mentioned earlier, you know, I've been a journalist for many, many years. And for me, typically the things that I found most impressive, most fascinating about the men and women that I've interviewed over the years weren't necessarily the things that showed up on the resume. They weren't the things that showed up on the bio. They weren't the things that easily came up in conversation. Because when you dig deep, you realize there are a lot of best things that happen to people that you wouldn't know about. We hear about the best thing and people think about, oh, the best thing to happen to me was getting married or having kids or buying a home. And, and all those things are great. But I've found that sometimes the best things that have happened to people to improve their life, to help them make great decisions moving forward, again, are those things that you would never hear about unless you are willing to deeply ask and get curious. And I've had so many amazing people and over... 50 plus episodes on this show. People like Marcus Buckingham, who has entertained the GAC audience. People like Kuna, President CEO, Jim Nussel has been a guest on there. I can go on and on and on with amazing people that have been on there. And believe it or not, sometimes the best thing to happen to people at the time while they were happening weren't necessarily easy to go through, but they ended up making them a stronger person, a more devoted person, a more committed person. And the podcast is hitting the charts, not just internationally, but also in the States now. And it gives people a new perspective on the quote unquote, best thing to happen to them. 
So let's flip roles here for a little bit. You usually ask people what the best thing was in your life. I'm going to ask you, what was that best thing for you? Ooh, that's a good question that I was not <laughs> anticipating. And I'm glad you put me on the spot. I have a lot of best things that would never show up on my resume. I would say one of those is after my freshman year of college, I decided to go back home to my hometown, my small hometown in Michigan. And I worked at a factory that whole summer, second shift. This job does not show up on my resume. It does not show up on LinkedIn. I very rarely even talk about it. But let me tell you something, working that second shift job at a factory, packing boxes in extremely hot conditions, it was one of those things that one, I really appreciated the work and I saw how hard these men and women that worked in this factory, how hard they worked every single day. But it also showed me that I wanted to do something a little bit different in my life. And it made me appreciate my education even more to know that there are some things that I would be able to do that, for example, my father, who's worked in factories his whole life, was unable to do. Things that my mother, who's been a, an administrative assistant her whole career, was unable to do. So that experience at the factory that summer was one of the best things because it opened my eyes to the opportunity that I had and not to take it for granted. Really weird. I had a very similar experience. I worked in a school supply warehouse during the summers in college, packing boxes of school supplies. So I totally get where you're coming from and what you learned. Why is keeping that kind of mindset about, you know, the best thing and learning those lessons so important, especially given the pandemic that we're in and the fact that things are a little crazy and unknown right now? You know, people talk a lot about the word commitment, like you have to commit, you know, all these things we have to commit to in life. But I want to remind, you have to remind myself every single day and remind others that commitment is just the first step. Every single day, we have to recommit to what's most important. Those things that we signed up for, whether it's our career, whether it's our relationships, whether it's parenting, whether it's being involved in our community, et cetera. And sometimes it breaks my heart when I hear people talk about the best thing to happen to them. They'll say things like, oh, the best thing to ever happen to me was getting married or, or having kids or buying a home. And don't get me wrong, all those things are fantastic. They're important, but they're past tense. And I'm a firm believer, especially after we experience a pandemic, that if we wake up every single day, if we can pursue this life, that the best thing is ahead of us as opposed to behind us. We get the opportunity to create that every single day. So I'm committed for as long as I'm walking on this planet. And I pray that it's a long life to not just inspiring myself, but to inspire others that we are here, that we have a say in this, and we get to create the best thing to happen to us and allow that to be ahead of us as opposed to behind us. And how can credit unions as a whole use that mindset? That's one, first and foremost, recommitting every single day to the work that we do. That is taking action on our ideas. I think some of the most amazing ideas that can transform institutions, transform credit unions, organizations, you name it, a lot of those are sitting in notebooks, they're sitting on hard drives. We have to have the courage to be willing to take action on those ideas. We have to be willing to create you know, a culture of allies where we support one another and we support one another's success. We have to create a culture and an energy of doing great work, not just good work. Even if things are going great on paper, we have to ask ourselves regularly, are we settling or are we contributing? I find that when we settle, that's when we can live on autopilot, but we have to regularly contribute. The big thing is I want us in this life to play to win as opposed to playing not to lose. There's a big difference if you're showing up playing to win versus playing not to lose. And we just have to recommit every single day to play to win. And I know credit unions 
uh, the amazing folks that, that work for these credit unions and the, the members, uh, we can make that happen. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. 